it's almost like whenever I'm in that situation of like, okay, it's time to get uncomfortable. I just think about like maybe a week from now or a few months from now, I'm going to be in a place where I'm just like, wow, I did it. You're listening to Ease and Grow, a podcast about life lessons, wellness, and growing into your authentic self. I'm your host, Sika, a millennial writer, thinker, feeler, and heart-centered creative human. I'm obsessed with personal growth and soaking up as much joy as we can on this crazy ride of life. If you've ever found yourself thinking, there's got to be more than this, then this is for you. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Ease and Grow, and welcome if you're new also. Welcome to everyone. I'm super excited about today's episode. I want to do a, like, catch up with you guys, but this episode is so juicy that I don't want to take away from it. Uh, Today I have Jan of Hello20s Podcast on the show, and we have a great chat about creativity. Um, Okay, I will do a little bit of a (laughs) catch-up. It is hot here in Maryland, like, hot. Like, I'm looking at the weather app, and I'm comparing all the different cities, and I'm like, okay, we're hotter than L.A., hotter than Miami which is like really hot here and of course it's humid so it feels even more hot so welcome summer it came early thank you global warming it's almost June but I mean it's still a little early for it to be feeling this hot so my body's adjusting I'm adjusting to like being sweaty in the middle of the night which I do not enjoy because I'm a night shower I like to shower at night. It like prepares my body for sleep, but it really defeats the purpose of showering at night when it's like, okay, great. I'm just going to sweat and be dirty when I wake up anyway. Awesome. But yeah, it's all right. We're going to get used to it. And I'm going to escape soon because your girl is vaxxed and it's vax girl summer if you haven't heard i'm sure you've heard by now (laughs) so i have all these travel plans next week i'll be in la so excited i get to be with my friend john and we're just gonna like co-work together it's actually not that much of a vacation because we both have to work but we're gonna be in a new environment we're gonna be around palm trees i'm gonna get all the food that i love in la and i miss Oh, and I feel like they have even more great vegan options. I'm not vegan, but I'm lactose intolerant, so same limitations almost. I just love wherever I can find good vegan cheese and just, like, live my best life, get a vegan milkshake. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm really excited about how happy my tummy's going to be when I get to L.A. Is it weird that I just said tummy? Do you guys say tummy? (laughs) Stomach? It just felt more appropriate in that circumstance. So, yeah, that's a little bit of an update on my end. I go to LA next week, and it's safe, and I get to feel, like, reassured that I'm not going to be contaminating anyone I love or myself, and it's just, it's just really nice. It's nice to think that we're getting closer to a sense of normal, Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And what else is new? There's not really many 
updates for the podcast yet. We're still working on getting those reviews and ratings. So if you enjoy the show and you have nice things to say, don't keep that to yourself. Go ahead and share it with me. (laughs) Pop that into the Apple Podcasts app and let me know. Let everyone know your positive thoughts because we just want to spread positivity in the world. That's what we're up to over here. So join in and spread that positivity about Ease and Grow. I greatly appreciate it. And, well, we did get two extra ratings since the last time I brought up the ratings. So thank you, those extra two people who gave me five stars. I love you. I don't know you, but I'm sending you positive energy and I'm sending you love. And I'm just hoping that you have the best day and get the best karma back for those ratings you gave me. (laughs) Um... Yeah, actually, speaking of sending love out to the world and, like, supporting people who are doing great projects, I feel like I just have friends who are killing it right now, and that is the best feeling to just see your friends winning and see them accomplishing things, and you're just like, I'm so lucky to be surrounded by such inspiring people. I was feeling this. Actually, I just did a Call a Friend episode with my friend Asia, who inspires me so much. That'll be coming out soon. And I was just speaking with my other friend, Nikki, who just came out with a book. And I'm just like, yes, everyone, just keep killing it. And my friend Tasha, she's doing so well with her events business also, and she's moving. And I'm just like, look at us all just like creating the lives that we want to see for ourselves. And it just warms my heart. I just, I don't, think of it enough just seeing people really thrive it just makes you feel good sometimes it makes you envious if you're really going through it then you're like uh when's it gonna happen for me but if you're in a good headspace and like you got some sun on you you got your vitamin d levels correct then you can just like bask in and be like yes thrive thank you i'd love to see all the thriving around me so I hope you guys have some of that on your end, too. Just being able to bask in other people's wins is a really great feeling. And, like, you love them, so you want the best for them. Yeah, that that always feels really good. And what else? Oh, oh, I did want to talk to you guys about a new show I started, which I don't think I would have been able to start on my own. But because I started it with my cousin... I got into the show, now I'm in it. Like, now I'm invested. Now I need to know what happens. So I started Shadow and Bone on Netflix last week. And that show is, like, so well-rounded with, like, action, comedy, drama. And it just, like, pulls you in. It kind of gives me... No, don't... uh, The fandom for the show is, like, gonna attack me because (laughs) I'm not, like, a stand for the show. I think I watched maybe two seasons. But... It's kind of giving me Game of Thrones vibes. (laughs) Like, just a little bit. I don't know. It's just giving me that vibe. And I really think it's really well done. And it's diverse. And it's funny. And it really even is tackling, like, race. It's really well-rounded. And I am enjoying it so far. So if you're into, like, teen fantasy type of Game of Thrones a little bit, storylines I think it's really well done it's really good so 
give that a watch and let me know. I'm not done yet, so no spoilers, but I'm enjoying, like, taking my time watching the episodes. I think I may be on episode four now, but it's it's really good. So I highly recommend that. And, yeah, it's just amazing, the power of creativity. Like, I don't even know how they came up with such a intricate storyline, brought it all together, and, like, shot it, like... Whenever I watch fantasy shows like this, I'm like, how did they shoot this? Like, I don't even understand, like, the logistics of how it's possible to do that. So, yeah, that's my my gushing about Shadow and Bone. Um, All right, I think that's enough gabbing for this episode. And I am going to introduce our guest. Today we're chatting with Yan Q, and she is a DC-based 20-something corporate professional by day and a content creative by night. She has a podcast called Hello 20s. She has a YouTube channel that she's had for years and years, and she has a newly launched Etsy store. So we get into talking about all of her creative pursuits, all of her productivity tips, how she manages to balance her full-time job with all of her creative work, and how she manages to overcome that feeling of being a beginner again every time she starts a brand new project that she has no prior experience in. So this is a good one. Jan is so charming and sweet, so you're going to love it. I'm going to stop talking about it and let you hear it. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Okay, welcome to the show, Jan. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? Well, first, thank you so much for having me on. It's I'm so excited to talk to you again. Mm-hmm. I'm doing well. I had a really good day, um, and I'm ready for the weekend. Good, yeah. And uh, you said again, so inside <laughs> for everyone listening, we have tried to record this episode probably like three times now, if you count all the times where we just had technical difficulties and Jan is so sweet and, <laughs> and offered to do it again. So this is going to be a golden episode because we've tried it multiple times and we actually <laughs> did a whole amazing episode that just the audio quality didn't work. So it's going to be amazing. We have a lot to look forward to. Yeah, of yeah. course. I didn't mean I didn't mean it that way when I said <laughs> again. I meant like, because the first time I actually talked to you was when you interviewed me for the magazine. And so this would be the second, technically, time. Um, <laughs> we're not considering that day when we tried podcasting, but it didn't really work out. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't mean to like point that out or anything. I meant like, <laughs> the first time we talked was the magazine interview (laughs) no worries yeah and that too as well so I having deja vu again because I did interview you for the vibe room so a local magazine Mm -hmm. here in the DC area I got to cover you and hello 20s your podcast and that was so fun so I already know I love interviewing you so this is great I got to just do it again (laughs) and hopefully learn new things but Yeah, I'm excited. And to start off, because I forgot this last time, I do ask all my guests, like, if you know any of your personality typings, if you know Mm -hmm. your Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, your astrology, big three, if you can share any of those. Yes. So my Myers-Briggs is a INFJ. And then my um, astrology, my rising is a Sagittarius. My Wait, no, my sun is a Sagittarius, my rising is a Virgo, and then my moon is Aquarius, 
And then my Enneagram, I am a two. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're both Virgo risings mm-hmm. and you said you were Sagittarius and Aquarius moon. Okay, cool. Yes. Well, I'm a Sagittarius sun and then sun, Aquarius and then, moon. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. I just love knowing all that about my guests because it just helps me understand like the background, the flavor <laughs> and we're both twos. So like the mm-hmm. helper kind of, well, I'm a one wing two. I don't know. I need to learn more about the wings, but apparently like I have some flavor of the two. So I I understand that like helper, very caring, very giving kind of like vibe. I love that. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like (laughs) that also may tie into this topic because I feel like twos are really creative. I know four is like the main creative Enneagram type, but twos, whenever you're like more emotionally centered, you tend to be more creative and you are the master creative and you have all these other creative projects. And I'm so excited to talk about what got you into your creative side and how you decided to start all of these. So mm-hmm. firstly, happy season three of Hello 20s, the podcast. Thank Thank and you. then you also have a YouTube channel and then you just launched your Etsy shop one to make. So yes. congrats on all of those things. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I guess we can start with the big one, the podcast. We're on a podcast. So let's talk about what made you want to start your podcast, Hello 20s. Yeah, so I started about two and a half years ago, which is crazy to think that like two and a half years ago, I was in college, but I started it my senior year of college. Um, I wanted a space where I could talk and give advice, especially as a senior in college, you know, I was about to graduate and I had all these like thoughts in my mind, like, what am I going to do when I graduate? Like, what what is the next step going to look like for me? What about all my other friends, you know, some people are still continuing school for their master's or to go into, um, you know, their particular field uh, for the profession. And other people are just going off, you know, going into the career field, or they're taking a year off and traveling or doing whatever before they actually start working. So it it looked like post-grad was going to look so different for everybody. And since elementary school, we've been on the same path and same pace almost, you know, from um, elementary school all the way to high school. And I would say like from high school, people start to diverge a little bit because not everybody goes to college. And so I was like, okay, well, I want a space where I can talk about some of my thoughts and my feelings and kind of record it and I know I'm not the only one going through it and at first I did some of these type of videos on YouTube right some of these type of talks on YouTube but I just felt like YouTube was not the space for me to do that especially on my channel because my channel at that time was very focused on DIYs or vlogs and memories it wasn't focused on like life I don't know, life topics, you know, going in that deep. And so I was like, okay, let me try out like podcasts because I haven't tried a new platform in so many years. I've always, you know, known Instagram. I've always known Twitter. I've always known Snapchat and YouTube, but I've never tried a podcast. And so I wanted to dip my toe into it. And that's really how I got started. Yeah. So then what was it that made you want to pick up a whole new medium because it can be a little intimidating. I know when I was thinking about my podcast, I was like, I don't know anything about the technical side. I don't know anything about like how to get a really clear message across. Like I didn't know what my topic would be like. I feel like there's so many things that come 
top of mind when you're coming up mm-hmm. with a new creative project? Like how yeah. did you overcome all of those hurdles and all of those little things that could block someone from actually doing it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, first season, it was a trial and error season. And I wouldn't even say like, I'm a season pro at this point in my like time and in the podcast, because I'm still learning, I'm still learning how to improve on things that I think I can make improvement on and, you know, just figuring out how to schedule things to fit my schedule. Um, So it was definitely a learning experience, kind of taking it one at a time, kind of figuring out, okay, like, let's just dive into it and figure out and like, just go with it, right? That's how I learn mostly. I have to like dive into it and just go with it and kind of figure out as I'm going. Um, So it was definitely a challenge in some ways because I think the hardest part was learning the technical things because when you have a podcast, you have to figure out where you're going to host like the the episodes, right? And then from there, you have to learn how to like distribute everything as well. And so I, when I like learned that you have to do that for a podcast, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like YouTube was so much easier. You just put it out there and it just, it just does the work. Right. And so I did a lot of research and I know you like reached out and you asked, Hey, do you like anchor or do you like Lisbon and stuff like that? Um, but I, I was listening to some of my favorite podcasters and at that time they were doing, you know, on anchor, they were posting it on anchor and anchor helped them distribute and anchor still does help distribute. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to just go that route. I'm going to make it easier on myself first. Um, and that's really how it really got started figuring out one piece at a time. Yeah, I love that. I feel like you're good at not getting too overwhelmed with all the like millions of steps ahead. You're like, oh, I definitely, I definitely get overwhelmed. Um, And that's when I have to do like a brain dump and just write everything out and then kind of visually see, okay, like let's categorize like all these things into um, different categories and then tackle it from there. Mm. That's smart. Yeah. I love brain dumps too. Actually, I haven't been doing them as much, but I just did one a couple days ago and it was like, oh, this is why I couldn't think clearly because I didn't do one of these (laughs) brain dumps. So that's really smart. Um, So you've been doing it for two years now. What would you say are the highlights and lowlights of podcasting now? I would say you're seasoned at it. You said you wouldn't, but I think you're pretty (laughs) seasoned at it now. Like, what would you say are like the best parts of it? And what are maybe like some of the the not as fun parts that you're getting more used to? Yeah. Um, Well, I think the best part, we'll start with the best. The best part is definitely just sitting down either when it's my solo episodes, just saying anything that's like on my mind and putting it out there and even though like I'm on a season break right now I'm I'm surprised that people are still listening to the podcast and to these different episodes because I'm just like okay so that means there are new people that are coming and listening to the thoughts I have you know these are like my inner thoughts most of the time (laughs) I don't go too deep sometimes you know we got to put some boundaries out there (laughs) but um yeah, just like either putting out my thoughts and letting other people know like they're they're not the only ones that are like thinking this or going through this um, or figuring something out. And then also my favorite part is just sitting down and talking to people and meeting people. I think with the podcast, I've definitely have made, you know, new friends, like really good friends or connections and just expand my network. And yeah, that's like, 
probably one of my favorite things is I always get like I kind of get nervous when I'm interviewing someone new because you don't know how exactly it's gonna go you know uh, and sometimes there's technical difficulties as well yeah. <laughs> I've had some of those too um but at the end of it it's like oh my god I'm just like sitting down and talking with a friend it was like it that hour went by so fast and so that's my favorite part of it I think my least favorite part is when you're kind of in a rut and kind of just trying to figure out what exactly you want to talk about and having doubts like is anybody really going to want to hear about this topic? Um, but I assure you there's at least one person out there who's willing to like listen to the topic you're talking about or it's just going to come back or maybe sometime down the line there's going to be somebody who's going to be searching for help on certain topics and they find your podcast and your episode and that's going to help them. So yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think that's really smart because I actually was just using my podcast sort of, I haven't used, I haven't published it yet, but I like went on a walk the other day. I was like feeling triggered by something. And then I was just feeling like, maybe I should share this. So I was recording and as I was recording, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to air this, but <laughs> like, if I have aired this, then these are some tips you should take away from it. And after I recorded, I think it ended up maybe like being 15 minutes long. We'll see mm -hmm. if it's up by the time this interview's up. But I went on Instagram and saw Oprah had come out with her new book called What Happened to You. And she was talking about all the things that happened in her life that made her who she, she was and like all the hardships she went through. And I was like, this is a sign I should probably air that episode. Because yeah, at least one person can probably benefit from whatever thoughts you're thinking through. And yeah, it's definitely- it's definitely. It's like a therapeutic thing almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. Um, so then you have your podcast, you're on break mm -hmm. now, and then you also have your YouTube channel and your Etsy store. So mm -hmm. the newest one is your Etsy store. So tell me what inspired that and what made you want to start making new products and start a whole Etsy shop on your own because you're like in all these different mediums and I'm sure you're just <laughs> starting from scratch each time becoming a beginner again each time and there's so many people who they would do it once and be like okay I'm a master at this I'm not going to try anything new but you're like so game to just like okay let's start a whole new thing in a whole new place <laughs> I can assure you like on the outside it may seem very easy and like bouncing back and going like you know starting as a beginner it's not easy starting out as a beginner again but there is this I guess I I don't know if I would say it's like this thrill of like accomplishing it and be, looking back and be like wow I started from the bottom again and then I made it here right and then I think it's just I like the feeling of like knowing that I am able to do it and I did it it, it makes me feel um like I'm capable, right? And so whenever I have any other challenges ahead, whether it, I'm whether it's in a uh, field that I've already established myself in some ways or not, I just know, okay, look, a few years back, I didn't even know how to post like an episode of my podcast and all that stuff. And now we're here, right? We're on a kind of consistent basis without the break. But yeah, I, I think um, it's hard. It's definitely hard. And I think what, well, back to your question of just how I got started. I've always been into arts and I've always been into just creating things with my hands. And so 
I guess I kind of lost a little bit of that as I was in college because I'm busy trying to figure out what I want to do with my career, right? And just focusing on school. And then with quarantine, I um, found a Instagram art account and um, I connected with the account. I didn't know who ran the account at all. Like she never posted her face or anything like that. It was just her art, right? So I didn't know if it was a male or a female or like, a like very old person or someone like younger than me I just like like the account and so I connected with uh, the person and I we like DM each other and I was asking about like hey how do you do this like I really like your digital art and stuff and she was like giving me some advice and then we kind of like connected um, and then six months down or maybe not even six months like three months four months down we actually became really good friends and I actually found out who she was and I was like oh my God, we're like close to the same age, right? And we became good friends and she, yeah, I guess she helped me start getting into digital art because we were in quarantine. I decided, okay, I wanna get into digital art. Let me get like an iPad because it's a little easier to do it with the Apple Pencil um, in my, at least in my opinion, compared to um, on a desktop or a laptop, because I tried that. I actually bought a like tablet thing where you can connect it to your, oh. um, it's called, it starts with a W, I forgot what it is, but basically it's almost like a tablet, but it doesn't have a screen and you connect it to your laptop or your computer and then you can start drawing on it, but, but you would see it on um, like on Photoshop or on Illustrator, right? And so that was a little hard for me. So that's when I decided to, okay, let's just invest in an iPad and an Apple Pencil. And so I kind of started dabbling in that a little bit. And then my friend who I connected on Instagram, her name's Alice. You guys should definitely check her out. Her um, Instagram is Alice Bow Creates, I think. Nice. Um, but yeah, she like started an Etsy store, started making stickers and I always wanted to make stickers, but I just didn't know how to. So I watched some of her videos and then that's really how I got started. I was like, okay, I want to try it. And so, yeah, I just kind of did it. <laughs> I love that. So you made an internet friend basically. And yeah. <laughs> through that friendship, you got this whole new medium of creating and like just yeah. being able to express yourself and then you're like okay we can sell this <laughs> yeah like it was journey. definitely like meeting her and seeing her do it kind of made pushed me to like try it myself because I've always wanted to like create stickers I just didn't know how and I just I guess like once you have a big girl's job you gotta you kind of have a little bit of a big girl money to spend on like some of the machines and stuff so I was like all right quarantine I'll just spend some money on that and so yeah that's how it really started <laughs> yeah yeah so you're balancing all of this I didn't even mention that you're balancing all this with a full-time job so like podcasting <laughs> yeah. you got a YouTube channel and you have your full-time job and the Etsy shop. So how does it work with the Etsy shop now with your full-time job? Like, are you managing all the orders mm -hmm. and everything that's going out? I think you, so you have keychains and you have stickers. Yeah. So, well, I, I sold the keychains as a pre-order um, because I wanted to test it out. Right. And I actually sold over 50 some keychains. Um, and that was, thank you. And that was like kind of pre-order, but I think through the process of creating those keychains, I just got tired of making them. 
So they're not on the Etsy store right now because mm-hmm. I just need a break from making those. And with stickers, you know, those are kind of just already pre-made. Um, and so they're, they're not made to order. So it's easier to manage um, compared to custom orders, you know, because like with the keychains are letters and people have different names. And I also did different colors. And so those would be made to order and that would take a while. Mm. And so that's on a break right now. But I say like for me, the Etsy store is just an experiment. I'm not putting too much pressure on making sales or anything like that. I just wanted to see what it's like and just kind of create the process and kind of have fun with it and um, experiment with different products and sell different things. Um, But yeah, there's really no pressure to it compared to, you know, the podcast where it's something that I love to do and it's like, okay, it's on a schedule basis, right? The Etsy store, um, was is just something for fun and actually before I started the Etsy store I think I definitely had a moment where I was just like what if I don't make any sales like what if I like what if nobody wants any of the things that I create right and so this whole time like spending all this money on these crafts and on this machine and then all this time creating and all that stuff what if it just is all going to waste um, and so I just told myself like you're like at this moment, you're having fun making these things, right? And so just don't put any pressure on making sales right now because you're just kind of experimenting and seeing if this is something that you really want to get into or not. And right now you have like no pressure to make sales because like you're not borrowing like thousands of dollars from <laughs> companies or from loans that you need to pay back. So just have fun with it right now, experiment and you can learn something from it. So that's how I see it for right now. I love that. That's perfect to just give yourself like liberty to play and be like, Mm -hmm. this doesn't have to have a profit. This doesn't have to be like a full-fledged business. Like it can just be fun. I feel like we don't have that liberty anymore. Like we're all trying to Mm -hmm. like have side hustles and like make this a business. It's like, what do we just do? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Because everything nowadays, it's like, if you can do it, then monetize it. But I think sometimes we forget when we start monetizing what we do or our service, it kind of takes, takes away the fun and um, puts a little bit more pressure on us. And sometimes I, I guess it depends on the person, but if you have too much pressure when you're just starting out, it could really take away the fun of it and also the creativity part of it. And I know like in psychology, there's actually this thing where if you start monetizing what you love to do, like your hobbies, right? You start to not like it as much. Have you, have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. It yeah, goes yeah. from like a, something that you look forward to to something you have to do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> actually, wait, it might've been, um, have you read The Happiness Equation by Neil Pasricha? No, I haven't. I'll link that in the show notes. But I think he's the one who tells a story of there's this guy and he's like, he walks by a place every day and there's a kid that harasses him every time he walks by the place or he, I'm probably butchering the story, but this is a gist. And then Mm -hmm. he starts paying the kid to yell insults at him. And he's like walking (laughs) by and he's like, here you go. Here's your five cents. And then the kid insults him. And then he stops and he's like, oh, I don't have five cents today. And then the kid's like, oh, I'm not going to insult you then. <laughs> and it's like a psychological trick of like, the kid was doing it for free, but like you just affiliate it with money. And then you mm-hmm. don't, if you don't get the money and you're like, oh, I'm not going to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that. So funny. <laughs> but yeah. So I love that you have 
your hand in all these creative projects. And mm-hmm. I kind of want to go back to the beginning now. So YouTube was your first creative outlet that yeah. like was being like served out to the world. But what was your very, very first creative outlet? Like as a kid, you're like in the playpen or you're like at home <laughs> entertaining yourself. Like what were those first things that you were just like really enjoying doing? Because we are all creative as kids, but like we have our things yeah. that we really like. I, um, (laughs) I used to write little storybooks and draw, but the funny thing is like, I would take, um, like four or five sheets of paper and then I would like fold them into fourths. So then you get more pages and you get like a little mini book out of it. So if I took four pages of paper, that would be like, if I'm doing the math, right? Like what? 16 pages almost. Right. Yeah, or four. Yeah, like 16 pages front and back. And I would always do that. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to start writing a new book today. And I was like a kid, right? I was like really young. And so like the stories are like one sentence, sentence each page. And then I would just draw like something on each page. But I would never finish the books. I would only write like two, three pages. um, And then leave (laughs) and then start over like a few days later and I'll get like four more pages so I was really wasting paper but I think that was like my creative outlet of just like okay I'm gonna write a book today um so yeah definitely like writing and drawing was like my first like little thing definitely writing though writing I I mean drawing (laughs) I meant drawing drawing first and then writing yeah okay Oh, that's so cute. You know, you just reminded me of when I was a kid. I actually just found, I had a little business card. I think I was maybe in first grade. And me Mm -hmm. and two friends made a greeting cards company. (laughs) And I was the CEO, the CEO, but I like wrote the copy and I had a friend who did the illustrations and she was the secretary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I just love how creative we are as kids. Like we have Mm -hmm. that like drive to just do things. And I actually did monetize it. Like we were selling it for like a quarter, I think. Like we were like, (laughs) we had one man in our school who was nice and supporting us. I'm like, here's a quarter for this greeting card. But I love that you also are like writing and drawing. And that was something that you were doing early on. Did that carry on at all? Or did it just kind of stick with like in your childhood, you did it and then you left it behind? Um, well, definitely writing is something that I still do not like creative writing anymore. I feel like I feel like I don't have the skills for creative writing like fiction and stuff like that. Um, but I definitely do write like in my journal and stuff to, just to keep track of my days when I was little, actually, um, I, I think I was like around seven, eight or nine, my dad was like reading this newspaper. It's like this Chinese newspaper. And then he would like take it out and I'm like, you know, like, you know, shake the newspaper out. And then, <laughs> and then he would be like, look at this, look at this. Like, uh, I think it, he was trying to point out to an article where it said like kids who write every day, like get better um, at language and stuff like that. And so actually English is my second language because I was, I was born in China. And I came here when I was very, very little. Um, I came here before kindergarten though, but Mm. yeah. So English is technically my second language, even though I spend more time speaking English than I had like speaking Chinese in China. Um, And so he would be, he would just be like, yeah, like, look at this, like, look at this, like you need to write in our journal every day. And so he would actually every night, like when we got home, like he would force me 
um, to write a page, like an entry page of like how my day was ever since then. Um, and for like a good, maybe three, four years, he would always come into my room at night and be like, did you write your, we call it our, my every day, but Aww. it's like my journal page. And uh, so he would be like, did you write your every day? And I was like, yes. But then so, like in the very beginning, I was like very rebellious. I was just like, or I was like very stubborn. I was like, I don't have anything to like write about. Like I'm <laughs> a like seven, seven, eight year old. Like what do I have to write about every day? And he was like, you can write about the weather. You can write about like all that stuff. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like it was definitely like something that was trained into me to really d- keep going. Um, yeah. And now I just write willingly in my journal. Aww. But it was definitely a forced task <laughs> in the very beginning. <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. I didn't know your dad made you like yeah like checking it literally every day coming in like did you write yeah that? yeah did you that write your every day so that is we so didn't even have a name like a proper name it was just called did you write your every day <laughs> and was your dad also creative too like are were your parents creative also um I think my dad is a little bit more creative he's like into music um and all that but and not really my mom <laughs> I definitely took that from my dad mm, yeah mm-hmm. I love that and then so you're writing and you're doing your everydays <laughs> and then you start your YouTube channel in high school right yeah I or middle I start, school I started it in middle school okay. as like fun for fun and like you know I would like sing um post <laughs> covers um but then I started it like in again in high school and that's when I started doing DIYs and showing people how to make things and how to do these things and that's where it kind of blew up a little bit and um at that time was like you know what I'm like only gonna post once a month right but later it was a little hard to actually keep up because I think it YouTube at that time um it was just it was kind of relaxed right like there wasn't any pressure to like do this certain type of like content or do that certain type of content there was no such thing as like monetization at that time um and then like they there was like these trends of just like all these DIYs and then I got kind of overwhelmed because I did DIY and then all of a sudden there's like all these people that started doing DIYs and then they like had these like equipments that were so much better than I did like I was just a high schooler right and (laughs) these are like people who had like high-tech equipments and then I guess I just got a little overwhelmed and I got swept in school so I didn't really post as much as I did before and um, definitely there was the pressure of like you have to one up the other person and so the fun kind of got taken out of it so that's why with this Etsy store I'm just like you know I just do what you want to do and just have fun and learn from learn something from it if it's if it doesn't go the way I wanted it to go then that's okay. (laughs) Yeah yeah so then are you still posting to YouTube or what's your stance on it now? Um I I do post once in a while I like my favorite posts and my favorite videos to post are more vlogs and like memories type of video because it it's not just focused on me it it has like memories of my friends and like my friends always told me like you know like when we started college um, after high school there's this one video that I made they would always go back and like 
watch that video um, because it had like our friends and the things that we did the summer before we left for college. So I like making those type of videos, more sentimental type of videos. But at the same time, right now, I'm we can't really do much because of the pandemic. Um, and also I'm trying to learn how to keep some of my stuff, like some of my personal life private and not just share everything online with random strangers, because I think there are some things where it's just a little bit more pre- uh, precious to keep mm-hmm. private. So I'm kind of learning how to dance that dance. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm figuring out like what I, what, what do I want to post and what do I not want to share as much? Um, even with the podcast, you know, a lot of the episodes are solo episodes like I think half the episodes are solo episodes so I try to figure out like what is like some things that I want to talk about about my personal life and what are some things that I just want to keep to myself or maybe it's not the best time to talk about it yet because it's still kind of close to the heart Mm -hmm. and you know especially if there are things that happen it's still too early to talk about even though like I can talk about it with maybe my closest friends it's just it's not I'm not ready to talk about it to the public yet (laughs) yeah it is a tough line to like balance of like should I share this? Should I not? Like, is yeah. it going to bother me or is it going to bother someone else? Like if I mention them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I, there was an episode where I like talked about like my dating life a little bit and I was like, mm, should I talk about this? Or I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I do think if I always go back to like, if this can help someone mm-hmm. and I want it to be like of service, like that's always my thought process behind it. So I'm like, okay, if someone else can feel better, like they're also not having success in their dating life, then that'll be one outcome of this. So yeah, definitely. I hope you're loving this episode. I just quickly wanted to interrupt to let you know that if you're thinking of starting a podcast, then I have a great recommendation for you. Ease and Grow is hosted on Buzzsprout and it has saved my life. (laughs) Not to overstate, but when I was starting the podcast, I was very overwhelmed by all the different options out there. There There's so many different hosts. There are so many different editing platforms. There's a lot that goes into it. And it's so nice to have the reassurance of a really easy to understand interface like Buzzsprout that sends your podcast to all the right platforms every week. And it really takes care of you. They're great with customer service. I've emailed them and they've helped me immensely. So I just wanted to let you know that if you sign up for a paid plan with Buzzsprout and you use the link in the show notes, it lets them know that Ease and Grow sent you and you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan. So I think that's a really great incentive and it's just a really great interface when you're trying to learn a whole new technology system like podcasting. It was daunting for me and they made it nice and easy. So Yep, that's there for you. Go in the show notes or head to the episode webpage. And let's get back to this episode. And I like that you're kind of just like feeling it out and not putting pressure on yourself because I think that's a healthy way to do it. Mm-hmm. I am curious though, when you are in season with the podcast, how are you balancing it with all these other things and f- your full-time job? Like, what are your tools? How do you make sure you like, don't go crazy? Cause you post every week. Like I like this every other week schedule <laughs> right now, but you normally like come out with new episodes every week. So, mm-hmm. so when I'm not 
posting episodes on the podcast. Um, I'm still working on the podcast. Like mm. even today, I just finished my social calendar for May. So I'm ready nice. for all the content that I have to post for May, at least for Instagram. I'm trying to figure out like how I want to post on other socials, but that's like, I, I, I help, I like create a system mm. um, and, you know, like on I have it right here. I created it last year, <laughs> actually, when I was getting ready for season three, where I said like, okay, on Mondays, I'm going to like come up with topic ideas. And I'm going to come up with questions. I'm going to ask my guests for that particular episode. And then on Tuesdays, I'm going to like do quotes and it's kind of like taking quotes from the episodes I've had and kind of reusing it in different ways. Um, or I'm going to do guest research and then Wednesday is like a catch up day. And then like, so I kind of dedicate each day to mm. some batching of work. Um, and I find that this has really helped me a lot. Like I dedicate Mondays and Fridays for recording, you know, so yeah, that's how it really helped me because I know for season one and season two, I, at least for season one, I, I was kind of consistent and then I like dropped out for two, three weeks and then I came back again. Um, and so with season two and season three, especially season three, um, what has helped me is just coming up with a system. I remember at the end of season two, um, the end of season two was actually the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. And a lot of things are happening in my personal life. And then with the pandemic, I was like, kind of like, oh my gosh, like I came to the last episode of that season. And I was like, wait, I don't know what I want to talk about. I don't feel like podcasting. I don't, I have no motivation. And like, I don't even know what's going on in the world. I don't know what's going on in my personal life. Mm. And I felt so overwhelmed. And so that's why I like ended season two like just there and then one night I was like okay you know what this there's like too much pressure on this like I need to end this season because there's nothing I really have the heart to talk about right now especially with this pandemic going on with no one like the beginning of the pandemic nobody knew what was really happening yeah um and so I just made an Instagram post and just posted on my other social medias for the podcast I was like thank you guys so much for season two um we'll be coming back in season three and then during that break I was like all right I need to create a system um that's gonna help me get things done and not wait last minute to get things done right or post things or coming up with an episode um, and so that's where I kind of played around and kind of figure out like do I like doing it, things this way or do I have to schedule like each day like with um, a certain task to just focus on or am I just going to knock everything out on the weekends right and so that's really how season three um, preparing for season three really worked um and mm. so that's how season three became so smooth and it was so easy on me mm. when I was releasing episodes because I knew like okay you know this month these episodes are going out and these socials are going out and this I've already done all of this so I don't need to worry about anything all I need to worry about is just posting on the socials when the day comes and just like telling the guests, hey, like your episode's coming up this week or something like that. And it was just a lot more fun. I like actually really enjoyed season three because it, there was no stress. Like <laughs> it's all planned out. I wouldn't say it was all planned out, but the majority of it was planned out so that I had an idea of what was going on and it, I didn't have to rush like last minute. Because yeah. also when it comes to like last minute episodes where I'm just like, 
oh my gosh, like, I don't know what I want to talk about this week. And I just come up with something just to put something out. Sometimes like, I'm just like, I don't know if anyone's going to listen to this because it doesn't even make sense. Like I'm just talking <laughs> and sometimes I'm just talking in the moment. It may make sense, but like, will it make sense in other people's ears? Right. Um, and yeah. then you have to edit the episode. You have to create graphics and you have to do socials and it's just so much and so I was like okay I need to streamline this I need to make a system make my life easier if I want to enjoy this so that's what I did I love that and that's so smart I was just listening to a podcast actually Side Hustle Pro they did an episode on like her batching method of like different days for different things so I'm stealing this like I'm going (laughs) to start doing this or like Monday is this and Tuesday is this because it's just so intuitive and you know you don't have to think about it and be like what should I work on today like you just know you're like today's the day I do this so Mm -hmm. I'm so stealing that um I'm curious though as you have your hand in so many creative projects what would you say drives you? Because I know there are people who want to be creative and they want to do these things, but it's almost like their drive isn't strong enough. So what mm-hmm. is it that gets you like past that hump of, okay, I'm going to put this out there into the world. And like, this is just something for me to express myself. Like not everyone's good at expressing themselves. So I'm curious what it is that drives you to be open and creative and like putting yourself out there. Well, I would have to say like being vulnerable and being putting yourself out there is hard especially if like you've never really done it before like I know some people are so carefree and they can go on their Instagram live and talk I cannot do that like that (laughs) is something I cannot do but maybe 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 because I don't really have something that I want to really talk about in like that deep on my Instagram, like if I want to talk about something, I'm probably going to do a podcast episode about it. Right. And, and then like have people look, um, look for it in the future, um, instead of just doing it on Instagram live and stuff like that. Um, so I, I definitely say like, it's hard to put yourself out there, but the more times you do it, the more you're used to it. And it's, I think we talked about it in the first, um, time we try to record but <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned how like you if you're if you're trying to get comfortable with being uncomfortable you really have to put your like put yourself first um and put like put one step in front of the other does that make sense like put one foot one in foot, front of the other. one foot yes <laughs> one foot I was like that does not make sense one foot in front of the other and you just have to face it like it's kind of like ripping that bandaid, right? You're going to have to rip it out if you, I mean, you can have it on forever if you want, right? But you don't want that. You you want to be free, right? So you got to rip that bandaid off. And so once you're, once you do it, um, it feels good. You're just like filled with adrenaline and all that stuff. You're like, oh my God, I did it. And then you get comfortable. And then maybe you're going to have to be vulnerable again and try something new or do something that you're not used to doing or you've never done before. And you're back to square one with that bandaid on again, right? It's like another shot. And then you have another bandaid and it's like, well, I want to be free again. Well, you got to rip that bandaid off again, right? So you're going to have to face the pain of it, like being uncomfortable for just a second. But then after that, you're going to feel free again. Um, So I think it's like part of resilience of just doing it over and over and getting comfortable being uncomfortable over and over again, that you start to realize like, oh my gosh, like I can actually do what I want to do. If I am just willing to be uncomfortable for a bit. 
Um, so I think that's kind of my mindset. There are days where I'm just like, I'm not in the mood for this, like, and then like fear takes over. But usually if you do it enough, um, those only last a few days and then your motivation, your drive comes back and you're like, okay, like it's time to face the music. This is what I want to do. Let's do it. Let's get uncomfortable a little bit. And I mean, I always, my very thing about writing and journaling is that you can always look back and be like, wow, I started there and now I'm here. Like, look at me now. Right. And so it's, it's almost like whenever I'm in that situation of like, okay, it's time to get uncomfortable. I just think about like maybe a week from now or a few months from now, I'm going to be in a place where I'm just like, wow, I did it. And I'm going to feel like so happy and so proud of that. So I just kind of use that as my motivation. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it's like liberation and then the pride that's going to come out of it for you. Like you're like, I need to be free. I need to like be liberated and like not feel trapped. I think a lot of us will live trapped under like fear of being judged, fear of looking bad. Like we're like just trapped under that. We'll just like live there. And then Mm -hmm. we won't ever have that free expression of like, I'm just going to be me and like, forget what anyone thinks and what anyone says. So I love that. I love that. Like (laughs) building up your resilience, ripping the bandaid Mm -hmm. off, just doing it over and over again. I think that's really good advice. Um, Another piece of advice I want to get from you. What would you say to people who say they're not creative? Do you think that's a thing? Like, are there people who aren't creative? (laughs) I think, you know, I think there are some people out there who are very creative and some people out there who haven't exercised their creativity enough and so they feel like they're not that creative or they see creativity as this one avenue where creativity is like a spectrum right you can you can like you know it's like it's like art where sometimes I go into the art museum and I see a painting and I'm just like how did this get here (laughs) how did like one little dot get into this like museum where I could have done like that right or like (laughs) I look at something that's like wild I'm just like wow like how did they even think about this right and so I just feel like creativity is something that you have to exercise and you have to realize that your version of creative is probably something different from someone else's version of creative right and then you might not appreciate someone else's creativity but then there are other people who appreciates that type of creativity or someone who appreciates your type of creative creativity but then doesn't understand someone else's so I think it's just a spectrum of yeah yeah a spectrum and that everyone has it it's just the amount of creativity you exercise kind of determines someone's I guess their opinion of I'm not creative or I'm creative it's like do you exercise it yeah I think that's really good advice because yeah a lot of people are creative and they're probably just not seeing it as being creative like the term creative is typically used like in jobs it's like the graphic design department those are the creatives and it's like we're all creative here but just that one department is the the graphic designers are the creatives in the office but we're like marketers are creative and like even if you're in finance like you may have to be creative with your numbers and like the different formula like there's just so many different ways to be creative so I I agree with you I think people just have a very limited scope of what they think it is yeah definitely I think yeah especially in like this day and age where we see creativity as like something related to the arts or something that's visual where 
really you can use creativity anywhere like even like you said with numbers like getting creative with numbers and allocating the numbers and all that stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I don't know enough about numbers to know how but I think <laughs> there's a way <laughs> okay awesome um do you have any plans coming up like do you ha- know what's next for you when is season three coming out or when or season four sorry you just finished it's okay um do you have like anything else in the works you want to share um well for the podcast season four I do have some ideas but I I just don't want to like say it out yet um because (laughs) I don't know like I'm lately I've I've been in this mood or like this kind of mindset of like I really want to get like stuff done right I really want to accomplish this I really want to do this and I'm just not going to tell anyone about it. Like, I, I think I had this mindset of like, um, you know, there's people who are like, tell people your goals and all that stuff, because then, you know, you're speaking it into existence or you're having people who like keep you on track and stuff like that. But I think for me nowadays, the less I talk, the more I do. <laughs> so whenever I have yeah. any goals recently, I just... I'm just like, all right, I, I know if I talk about it too much, my mind's going to think, oh, I'm like already doing it, but I know physically I'm not doing anything yet. So then like two months from now, I'm going to be like, wait, why haven't I done anything yet? It's because I <laughs> kept talking and I haven't done any work. So I'm just like, all right, just like talk to myself. I'll talk to myself about it. I'll write it down, but just do the work. Like I feel that. Yeah. Let so. your work speak for you. Exactly. And I think sometimes when you do that, you're, you would really surprise people because I think sometimes when you tell people about your, your goals and your work and all that stuff, some, some people have some negative things to say and try to like hold you back. And um, sometimes you let their opinions kind of ruin your mindset and like kind of have like fill yourself with fear and doubt that wasn't there before, you know? Yeah. So definitely if you want to, yeah, if you want to tell people about your goals, tell the right people, tell, you don't need to tell the whole world yet. Just let your work, like your work will show. Be very picky about who you tell. Yeah, definitely. That's really good advice. Okay, cool. Well, we don't have to share anything yet, but we can shift (laughs) to the questionnaire part of the interview. So I just have some rapid fire questions, like short answer type questions. Mm -hmm. So first question, podcast or YouTube? These days, YouTube, because I'm on a podcast break, so I haven't been listening to a lot of podcasts, but I was listening to a few actually this week, but usually I I am like a more YouTube type of person, and a lot of the podcasters actually post like their podcasts on YouTube, yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Who, what are you watching on YouTube nowadays? I love Katie Bilotti. I also listen to Jay Shetty, either his podcast or his podcast like videos on YouTube. Um, and then a lot of just audiobooks because apparently there's a lot of free audiobooks on oh. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. And then I love like um, just like Leora Alexandria. I don't know if you know her. That name um, sounds familiar. Yeah. Isabella Palacio, Jen M. Um, oh my god I love Graham Stephan oh um, yeah <laughs> he's a finance guy <laughs> I love I don't know why I love his videos so much but I just love his videos I think it's also because he's like kind of cheap 
And so he always like criticizes like other people's like all these influencers and their like splurges and their spendings and all that stuff. It's really entertaining. He's actually a really like nice and entertaining guy to watch. So I really like him. Um, yeah, so those are some of the ones that like are popping into my mind right now. Nice, cool. I'll try and link all those too in the show notes for people. <laughs> um, coffee or tea? I would say coffee right now mm. because- Recently, I've been making like actually pretty good coffee. Like sometimes when I make coffee, it's kind of too dark or it's too sweet um, or it just tastes weird. But recently, I don't know what's going on, but it's been tasting pretty good. So (laughs) coffee. What do you use to make it? Um, So I used to have an espresso, right? Wait, do you have one? No, I don't have one. I use a French press. Oh, okay. So I used to have an espresso and I was like in love with it when I first got it um, the first year, but then I just went back to instant coffee. (laughs) (laughs) So you like instant coffee better. (laughs) Yes, I put instant coffee and then I use uh, caramel sauce Mm. and um, I put, so my coffee isn't really I guess people wouldn't really consider it coffee. They would consider it like more of a latte because mm. it's like I put like half a cup of milk and the other half is like coffee. So it's not like real coffee or whatever. <laughs> and then I put two um, two spoonfuls of creamer. Like I think it's hazelnut creamer. Mm. So definitely my coffee is more milky and more sweet. <laughs> it sounds good to me. So <laughs> I, I would drink it. <laughs> um. What are your favorite podcasts, even when you're not listening now, like on a normal mm-hmm. time? With you? I love Jay Shetty, um, his podcast, the On Purpose podcast. I love Mindset Valley as well. I think that's what it's mm. called. Um, and then I used to listen to a lot of Jenna Kutcher's podcast. I forgot the title of it. Goal Getter. Goal Digger. Yeah, the goal. Yeah. No, goal getter. <laughs> one of those Wait, two. No. Wait, maybe you're right. It is gold digger. Gold digger. I'll link it. It's one of those. <laughs> and oh my gosh. Um, what's their name? Cezanne. Sha- Sa- Cezanne and Stevie Hendricks, their podcast. I forgot what the podcast name is, but I really like them too. They're like oh. such a wholesome like couple. Um, they talk about like life stuff and um, kind of like mindset things as well so I really like them and Katie Bilotti those are kind of like who I really listen to if I'm like into listening to a podcast I'm always down to listen to like new ones as well um, but those are like the favorites or like the go-to ones yeah I have a problem with trying new podcasts I literally have like 70 podcasts on my phone <laughs> I had to purge the other day because there's just like too many because I just like find new ones and it's kind of it's kind of competitive research kind of just like curiosity just like oh what's uh-huh. this so yeah, yeah. I, I, I relate to that um what's your favorite way to start your day mm. so recently I've like I've been listening to like an audiobook in the morning or just something that's not negative because like oh my gosh back then I wouldn't even say back then maybe like a week ago (laughs) (laughs) but when then I would always like wake up I obviously check my socials and check my texts um but I always go on snapchat and I go on daily mail 
you know uh, do you know daily mail yeah yeah like they're like yeah. a tabloid like the uk yeah tabloid. yeah so i go on daily mail and they always have like these catchy titles but like the stories are pointless right Ugh. and so i would always tap through the titles um and the stories and it's just like all these pointless stories are like some of them are actually like kind of entertaining but it's like why can't i stop tapping until i get to the end <laughs> and it takes me like good 15 minutes especially if I'm gonna read some of the articles so that's why I've been listening to like an audiobook or some type of um like motivational stuff in the Mm -hmm. morning to just like not get like not set my uh morning with the tabloids basically (laughs) so then you wake up and first thing you get the audiobook while you're getting ready or you do that after you get ready um, I usually do that after um, okay. I brush my teeth and um, I like am putting on my skincare like my skincare time is when I'm listening to something like I have mm. to listen to something because it takes me a while to, you know, put stuff on and yeah. I let like it all soak in before I go to the next step. So that's what I usually do. Um, I, I love listening to music as well. But sometimes I just feel like I'm listening to the same five songs over and over again. <laughs> And, and I don't want to get sick of that song. So I got to do something different. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, What have been your habits for maintaining sanity during quarantine? Like you're like, go to like, I need to do these things to feel good in this like inside world we've been in, even though it's opening up. What have you been using to like stay sane? Um, Honestly, listening to a lot of like, are watching a lot of motivational like YouTube videos that definitely has helped me and audiobooks I find it so hard recently to just sit down and read I'm reading um uh Matthew McConaughey I'm reading his book Greenlight mm. but I find it so hard to just sit down and focus on reading so that's why I've been really into audiobooks um and I I have to say like a year ago, I was so against audiobook. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm reading it page by page because I feel like I do retain information better when I'm like actually reading it because I'm like highlighting stuff as well. Yeah. But these days it's like really hard for me to focus and sit down and um, and read a book. So I've just opted for audiobooks. So I'm definitely a hypocrite on that because I do <laughs> love them so much. But I do know, or I do feel like, I don't retain as much information. It's definitely something to just like keep my mind busy and kind of have some information come in. Um, but does it stay in? That's another question I have to <laughs> figure out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if something's been going on on like in the cosmos or like if it's just the time of year, but I feel like a lot of people will relate to you and feeling like scattered. Like mm-hmm. I've been feeling really scattered and like I can't focus. So I actually just started mm-hmm. last week I started um, meditating again Mm. and I used to be very good at meditating and then I just stopped and then I was like okay I can't focus like I can't sit for like 15 minutes without picking up my phone so I'm like let me start meditating and see if that helps with things and I think it's helped a little bit and just like that's good being able to like be grounded so do you do guided meditation or do you um do you like a just sit there and meditate <laughs> sometimes I'll do a guided one but I use insight timer and there are millions of guided ones and like 
if I don't know which one to choose, it's a gamble. I might choose one I don't like. And so half the time I'll just use a timer and insight mm -hmm. timer has a timer too. So I'll just set it for like seven minutes and I'll just count my breaths and I'll like count to 10 and then reset and count to 10 again, just counting my breathing. And mm -hmm. so I like doing that too. Just like I'm focusing on the breath and then I'm not thinking whatever thoughts I'm thinking about. And, Wait, yeah. this is like a quick question because I, I, I've done... <laughs> like a few meditations here and there um I want to get into it but like I said it's a little hard to just sit down yeah I think it's because also the world is opening up we've been like inside so much like I work from home I stay home most of the time I only go out like once in a while um to just Same. see some friends yeah um so it's it's hard to just stay focused in like my room but when you're like meditating do you notice that like you notice your breath a lot more and then, yeah right and sometimes I feel like I notice my breath a little bit more and I notice I hold my breath too oh my god that's <laughs> so crazy you're saying this I just had an Ayurveda reading last night and I was telling her okay you may need an Ayurveda reading because <laughs> she was saying basically I want to have her on the podcast but there are three like constitutions you can be Pitta with which is really fiery and like mm -hmm. you're kind of like a go-getter and you're like very motivated and like you may be like more direct there's kapha mm -hmm. which is earth and watery and like you're very relational like you may be lazy if you're like imbalanced like you may be more like lethargic and if you're vata which I 1000% are you're very airy you're like curious and creative but then if you're imbalanced you're like overthinking anxious and like you're in your head like you're just like mm -hmm. scattered basically what, we, what we've been describing and yeah. I told her I was she was like I'm she was also intuitive she was like I'm getting told that you need to count your breath so breathe in for five seconds hold it for five seconds breathe out for five seconds like you need to breathe into your diaphragm and I was like yeah I always hold my breath and she was like I didn't know you held your breath but I was getting that you needed to take deep breaths. And I was like, yep, I definitely hold my breath. So it's open to do that too. So yeah, we both need to like breathe into our diaphragm. And like, that's supposed to be grounding for people who like live in their heads. Like mm -hmm. if you breathe and you do that, like every day, like just, I guess a, a couple of times, like maybe five deep breaths in and out will really help. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. It's super interesting. <laughs> I'm going to send you the quiz after this to see what you get on the like little Ayurveda test. But, yeah. And good luck with your meditation journey. <laughs> um, okay. Favorite indulgences. And that's, mm. that's just my way of not saying guilty pleasure because it's just like a pleasure. Like you, there's no guilt affiliated with it. I love sweets, but like not candy sweets but like pastry sweets, you know? Mm, yeah. Because I'm not much of a candy girl, but like if you give me like a sweet pastry or like a sweet, a nice cake, I will like devour it. Yeah. Like I love cake so much. I love pastries. I love like fruit tarts and oh my gosh. I'm, I'm with you there. I definitely prefer pastries to like candy. Like mm -hmm. I like the bread, like my mom came home with carrot cake the other day and I was like, why did you bring such a small piece? Like I have to make this last. <laughs> I like made it last like three meals. It was so small. I love creme brulee too. Mm. Like it's so good. But like, so I never really knew what exactly was like in creme brulee, yeah. you know, um, until I started making them like a, a few oh. months ago. It's literally mostly 
all heavy cream (laughs) so that's definitely like a indulgence because like when I think about it like that's not really healthy (laughs) it's like sugar and heavy cream and eggs it's so good like I also love like egg tarts like Chinese egg tarts and they're also called like Portuguese egg tarts I love those so much Mm. but like it's probably so not healthy for you, <laughs> especially that creme brulee. Like now that I know, like it's all almost heavy cream, but it's so good. <laughs> it's good every once in a while. You can, you yeah. can enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite place on the planet? My favorite place? I don't know if I have one. Like definitely home. Like just in my bedroom. Where it's like my favorite thing what I miss the most is I love going on trips right and mm-hmm. like before the pandemic hit that year I went on like quite a few trips even for like work and um my favorite thing was like I love going to the trips but my favorite thing was just coming home yeah and just like oh my god like nothing beats showering in your own shower yeah. like I don't know why but like I just don't like like even no matter how clean it is and how nice it is like in like the Airbnb or the hotel and stuff it's just doesn't feel like the house shower yeah. it's not like your shower right and also <laughs> your bed um but yeah that's like yeah so I guess my house like my room Aww. specifically <laughs> I love that it's so true and I think that's something we missed this past year of like not being able to leave and come back and appreciate because like when yeah. you come home from a trip you're just like I love it here. <laughs> yeah, I always get this feeling like I don't I don't know how to describe this feeling, but it's just like a coming home feeling, you know, mm. it's like this warm feeling where it's just like, oh, I'm like safe, like I can do whatever I want. I, I yeah. know where everything is and all that stuff. So yeah, I really miss that feeling. That's why like, I was like writing in my journal. I was like, I can't wait to like, really, like, come home again and experience that feeling of coming home again. Um, because yeah. I definitely spend more like a lot of time in my own bedroom. <laughs> so I'm definitely taking like it for granted. It's definitely like still my safe space because it's where I create things, right? Um, but I I also want to experience that feeling of like missing it a little bit so I can come home to it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so true. And I haven't thought of that in a while. Oh. <laughs> What was the book that you recommend the book the most or the book that's your favorite if you don't recommend it to people? Definitely Atomic Habits. I really want to read that book again. Um, I think when I first read it, it really was like an easy read and like eye opening in some ways. Um, but definitely like he gave you like James Clare, the author, he definitely gave you tips and um, ideas of how you, things can be tangible, how you can like use his tips in your everyday life and he explains like why it works right or why it doesn't work so I really like that it's a really easy read that's my favorite thing it's like if an author with self-help books if it's dry I it's so hard to read no matter how good it is um it's like I think there's one by Malcolm Gladwell I know he's like really well known and well praised right mm-hmm. um I, I don't know if he would you would describe him as like a self-help but he does definitely has like uh books that are, are helping you in some ways right whether yeah. it's business or all that stuff or like the mind um but his books I don't know why it's so hard for me to like digest <laughs> the things he is like writing about um so that's why I really like uh James Clare 
And another book is by Paul Angoni. I forgot what the title is. It's like 25 Lies uh, You Can't Believe or something like that. It's his latest book, right? Um, and so that's a really good book too. And also his 101 Secrets for Your 20s. Um, that was like the first book I bought from him. And that's actually how like I got to know him is because I bought his book. And then one day I was having a really rough night and I was reading, like I was going back to one of his uh, chapters and I was rereading it and I was like, who is this author? Like, I've never heard of him. <laughs> and so I like looked him up and <laughs> I like emailed him. Like it was like past midnight. I emailed Ooh. him. Yeah. And, um, we became acquainted and I asked him to be on my podcast and that's really how it happened. Whoa. I didn't even yeah. know he was on your podcast. Okay. I have to find this episode and listen. Yeah. I think it's like one of my top favorite episodes that I've made with, with a guest because he is such a funny guy, first of all. Um, and also the way he writes, it's just, easy and it's funny and it's like it's like advice that you would want to hear from somebody right it's not like pushing it down your throat type of like writing it's just like oh like that makes sense oh okay yeah, yeah. so Paul Angoni his uh books are really good definitely check him out and he definitely uh or he like published a new book um I think it's like 25 lies that you shouldn't believe in or something like that but yeah, it's a really good book too. It's as good as his 101 Secrets for Your 20s. Ooh, I'm so excited. I didn't know about this author or about his interview on your podcast. So I'm <laughs> definitely checking that out. Um, okay, we have a couple last questions. Mm -hmm. What is the best advice you've ever received or just advice you live by if you can't remember advice that someone's told you? Mm. So I've been, lately I've been kind of worrying about time, right? Like, in some ways, you know, I'm like turning 25 at the end of this year. This pandemic started when I was like 23. Uh, you know that feeling? Yeah. It's just like, where did time go? And yeah. also like, even though this year has been a little bit better, like we've got our shot and like, we know that things are going to get back to somewhat normal. Right. But it's just like, wow, time just flew by. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can't even grasp it in my hand. And it's like, it's going by so fast. Um, and so there's definitely things that I like think about at night with my life and like, I guess like my timelines. I'm going to share two, right? The first one is actually from Paul. The, the quote is, um, it's not the dreams that you have that is like, is, oh my God, I really try to remember. Oh, it's not the dreams that you have or the goals that you have that are the problem. It's the timeline that you set them to are the problem, mm. right? Your dreams aren't too big. It's just, you just put a timeline on it. And sometimes like things don't work out until maybe two, three years after, but you have to keep on going, right? Yeah. Um, because he talks about how, I'm not going to spoil too much of the episode <laughs> for you, but he's definitely had like a lot of rejections, just like all these other authors, right? You don't know about all the like books or articles that they've written that got rejected and how many no's they've gotten from publishers and to finally get like a yes, it's like the best thing ever, right? But yeah. it took him years to get that yes and to get that publisher. So that's that's one of the best advice I've, I've gotten is that it's not that your goals and your dreams are too big it, and it's not that that's the problem the problem is you're putting a timeline on it when sometimes it's okay to go past that timeline 
And then, yeah. So, and then the second one is like, I think the advice that I I got was, um, you know, what if someone told you three years from now or five years from now, you're going to be perfectly fine. And that just gives you a sense of peace. Like, okay, like my life is actually going to be good and it's going to be fine three years from now or five years from now. So why am I worrying so much about these little things and trying to control these little things that are happening in my life? So yeah, yeah, those are the two advice. Sorry, I kind of (laughs) butchered them a little bit, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I get it. And I think it's, they're very clear to me. Like basically Mm -hmm. don't sweat the small stuff. Like, will you worry about this in three years? Like, no, then forget about it basically. So yeah, I love that. And especially the, like your dreams aren't too big. Cause I think that is something we're all scared of. We're like, am I like, is this a pipe dream? Is this actually (laughs) realistic? Like people try to cut down their own ideas before they give them a chance. It's like, Mm -hmm. give it a shot. Just like, don't put so much of a harsh timeline on it of like, this has happened six months. It's like, maybe it'll take two years. Maybe it'll take like time flies. So you never yeah. know, like three years could fly by and you're doing this thing and doing it. And like, you could get there and you just don't want to limit yourself. Okay. Definitely. Final questions. As we're on the ease and grow show, what's an area of life where you're feeling ease and what's an area of life where you feel like you have room to grow? I feel like right now where I have room to grow is really trusting the process. I know time and time again, like it always proves me that everything does work out, but just in the moment, sometimes it it goes back to the timeline thing where it's just like, okay, like it feels like everybody's like getting married now. Everybody's like having kids. Everybody's buying their house now. Like what if, like, am I ever, when am I going to get to that point? Right. Or like with any business stuff, it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm not hitting the numbers I want to hit, or I'm not getting the views I want to get, or I'm not progressing anymore. Like, how do I progress? Because I feel like I'm at a plateau. So whenever I get into those anxious thoughts, um, I just have to remind myself, like, you know what, like, you'll get through this. Like, um, if the, if you're eventually going to hit what you want to hit, you're eventually going to get what you want to get, or something's gonna, I guess something's going, things are going to be all right, basically. Right. Right. You don't need to be too controlling of every little aspect of your life. I think that's where I can work on, (laughs) (laughs) especially with like all these little things, like here and there, it's just like, okay, like I want, this on this thing and I want to do this and I want to keep track on it like you know if I want to grow I got to like keep track but it's also okay to just let loose a little bit because things are gonna be okay um and then I think what is good right now is just my career like my corporate job like Mm. I feel like I've settled into this like routine. I know how to manage these projects. I know what the clients want. I know how the meetings are like, and I know what's, what's going on. Right. There's not that anxiousness of like a newbie going into a new job or a corporate world. Like, especially when I first started this job, you're kind of just thrown into it. I feel like a lot of jobs, you're kind of just thrown into it. I had no training. Um, and I knew nothing about the company. I want to say nothing about the company, like the clients, right? Because I, it's like the fishery world. <laughs> it sounds oh. really weird. But I, I work for um, 
NOAA, which is a administration with like fishermen's and stuff like that. Mm. And so I, I like went into it, like not knowing any about and not knowing anything about fishermen's and like their programs and stuff like that. And so now I feel like, okay, like I understand this. And I actually had a project given to me. Um, and I'm like kind of the sole, I guess, leader of this project, because I'm the sole business analyst of this project. So it's really like under my hand. Wow. Um, and so I feel comfortable in that too now. And so yeah, I feel comfortable in my career, like my corporate job. Um, there's definitely room to grow, but I feel like I'm at a good place with that. I love that. And congrats on like getting your own like project that's like fully under you. That's huge. And I Thank feel like you. career stuff is hard to get in that groove. So that's a big mm -hmm. accomplishment. I'm really happy yeah. for you. I remember the first day I went into the office and I was just like, you know, I know what this job is, but I don't know. Like they never told me about the clients and they never told me like, you know, this is what you're going to be really doing and just throw you in. And then I remember <laughs> the first meeting. Oh my gosh. So I get kind of anxious, like talking to people, especially in meetings. And this is like over the phone talking. So I was like, oh my God, am I going to have to talk to these people? Like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't know what their project is. And they're like all developers and people who know coding and stuff. And I don't know coding. So I'm just like, what are they talking about and all that? <laughs> but yeah, um, I got this new project a few months back and it's, going really well and I like create a re good relationship with the other person that's in charge on their side so it's going good like I'm really happy with where I am with my job I love that I love hearing like growth stories of like I was super nervous and like I finally feel good because sometimes you don't feel like you'll ever get to the point where you feel good but like mm -hmm. you're proof you're proving to us <laughs> right now like you can get to that place. Like you may feel really nervous now, but you're going to feel comfortable and it's going to all come together. So yeah. I love definitely. that. So heartwarming. Okay. Oh. Lastly, <laughs> finish this sentence. I ask all my guests this, the world would be a better place if, finish the sentence. The world would be a better place if we all had some compassion towards others. I love that. That yeah. is so I'm getting chills because this, this is the second time in this interview. I literally did a meditation well, a yoga flow this morning. And she's told us, think of an intention for the day, like just choose one word. And my word was mm -hmm. compassion. And you just oh. said it. <laughs> so I love that. That's such a beautiful note to end on. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so glad we got to chat. I think this is a great conversation for anyone who's like struggling with their creativity or just struggling to feel like they're on the right path and they don't know if they want to keep doing what they're doing. So I'm excited mm -hmm. for people to Definitely. hear. Thank you Thank so you. much for having me. I love talking to you. <laughs> Yay! Yes, we could do it again if you want. <laughs> but for now, this will be good for people to hear. And you can mm -hmm. let us everyone know where they can find you on the internet, your podcast, your Etsy store, and your YouTube channel, just all the yeah. places you can share. So you can find most of uh, most of the links if you go to my Instagram, which is at Y-U-A-N-X-Q-I-U. -I, I almost forgot it at that <laughs> point. But yeah, it's at Y-U-A-N-X-Q-I-U. -I and I link a lot of like my podcast um, Instagram account and all my other 
Instagram accounts or YouTube accounts are linked there as well. So just make it easier. <laughs> yeah, just go to the Instagram and hit the link tree and you can find yes, everything. Exactly. Okay, cool. So Hello 20s is the podcast. One to Make is the Etsy store. And mm-hmm. then your YouTube and your Instagram. And I'll have everything linked in the show notes so everyone can find <laughs> you easily. But Perfect. yay, thank you so much. This has been so nice. Of course. Thank you so much for having me again. Of course. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ease and Grow. I truly hope you got something meaningful and valuable out of it. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel so inspired, then go ahead and leave a nice rating and review on whatever listening platform you're on. Another good deed for your day, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. I truly love to connect, so reach out to me on Instagram at easeandgrowpod. There, you'll see we share fun and inspirational posts and some behind-the-scenes content. As always, I'm wishing you joy, growth, and wellness. Have a magical week and see you in the next one.